Hey you, welcome to Adulting with Ghetto. We all know adulting is truly overrated, so what better way to survive this ratchet place than coming together to share our stories and words of wisdom with one another? Join us as we discuss all things adulting from the following aspects of adulthood, finances, relationships, spirituality, and even health. This podcast is a great source to get all tips and tricks as you manage to survive adulting. After all, we already know adulting is truly ghetto. I had a question for y'all. Have you ever wanted to invest into the real estate market? On today's episode, we're speaking from the financial aspect of adulting. Today's topic is real estate investing. Today, Jay Lee from the Property Bros and Flora Delee Realty will be helping us learn all things about real estate investing. So, welcome, Jay Lee. Please tell us, tell the people a little about yourself. Thank you, thank you for having me. Peace and blessings to everyone. Uh, my name is Justin Lee, senior also known as Jay Lee. Um, I am a serial entrepreneur, real estate mogul, uh, originally from New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, I currently reside in Atlanta, Georgia. I've been here for about eight years. Um, I moved here to start my matriculation at Morehouse, um, which is where I first sparked my interest in becoming a remodeler, renovator, investor. Um, that's where I actually received my seed funding to start investing. Mm. Um, and I'll get into it a little bit more later on throughout the episode, but yeah. uh, very excited to be here. Pretty much that guy for real estate from start to finish, from building houses to renovating to Airbnb, Section 8 landlord, and of course now a real estate broker and brokerage. Yeah, you heard that now, okay? Because that's recent. I'm not talking. Your- Come on now. You feel me? <laughs> mm. We are so proud of him here at Adulting is Ghetto. Okay, we are really proud of him. <laughs> so, thank you for that. Um, definitely, um, all his information will be here. It'll be dropped down in the description. And we'll definitely have all his things plugged so you guys can follow him and definitely keep in touch with Jay Lee, okay? But we're gonna get into these questions because we got some questions and we thought that this would be the best way to use our time to understand and get to learn a little bit more about real estate investing, okay? So let's get started. First things first, how did you get into real estate investing, Jay Lee? I know you started to talk about it, but like let's expand into it. Okay, so great question, loaded question. Um, <laughs> I think to take it a back step further beyond Morehouse, Morehouse when I, was when I actually got my own coins. Mm. to invest in real estate but um it's a deeply rooted thing for my family Mm. um my mother was a very very big influence in the real estate uh career goal for me she owns a lot of property in new orleans okay and has always owned property so i grew up pretty much as a landlord i Mm. would go to the door at seven years old collecting rent (laughs) not you going to people's door Yes. And get it at seven years old. And they better give it to me. And they better She'll give it to you. Well, mama, yeah, what oh. I'm going to do, she going to do it. <laughs> you know, I went from, um, I really learned all the business with her, like from start to finish in the sense of understanding the maintenance. When a unit needed to be turned, when someone moved out, I was the maintenance man. We up in there painting. I've been painting literally 20 years. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And just cutting the grass and doing everything. So You a handyman. Full service. I'm a general contractor too. Licensed. Yes. Let's talk about that because I was going to say that's another aspect here. But go ahead. For sure. So that sparked my interest. Um, After Katrina, Mm. it really, really made me look at life a lot differently. Um, I realized that once we lost everything, 
that was something for the first time that no matter how rich you were, how poor you were, we were all the same. Right. Um, and housing was really a major thing. And I realized that at that point in time, a lot of people lost everything and never shook back. Mm -hmm. But there were a lot more people who got really rich off of the whole Katrina situation because they had properties and insurance. And then for people who couldn't afford it, they came back and bought up all the land for pennies on the dollar. Right. Um, And I didn't really like it. I felt like the people that were tenants, they never had opportunity to really recoup themselves or recover because if I'm a tenant, I don't have insurance that covers really most of my stuff if I'm a minority I don't have it you know so um my goal really was to get into minority housing and provide affordable housing for minorities even if it's a section 8 property or whatever all of my properties I give them renters insurance to cover their stuff too and take it out to rent myself oh wow you know so um that's really where my upbringing in real estate came from yeah and then I started to physically invest in college uh sophomore year I received a $20,000 scholarship and on top of my full scholarship. So I got a refund check for 20 bands. Hey, we and love a good refund. <laughs> yeah. I unfortunately did not go to Saks. I went to the tax auctions in New Orleans. I bought a duplex. And um, from there, I just kind of been investing and saving. I bought the house. I didn't fix it. It was a Katrina house. Oh, wow. Um, at that time, I didn't fix it, but I bought it and I fixed it as I could, you know, kept applying for scholarships, kept applying for programs, grants, working, finally fixed it. By senior year, I had tenants in there, both Section 8, wow. beautiful home, talking about quartz countertops, stainless steel appliances, like, And you really, did all really that? Nice. Yeah, over time, I stacked my bread, went home over the breaks and kind of worked on it together, you know, would drive home every other weekend. At that time, Megabus. Oh, we all know a little make bus door. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's kind of how it sparked into my investing. So that was your first property, technically, a yeah. duplex. And you said unfortunately early about unfortunately going to say, no, I think that was fortunately you did do that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. People your age, I mean, if you don't mind sharing. At that time, I was 17. 17 years old. Come on. People are uh, age right now, okay? Don't be thinking about it like this. Oh, no. So, I think that was amazing. And shout out to your mom and your family who, you know, basically helped groom you to this point. And that's honestly, you guys already know my plug for Adults Blue Mom. That's some financial literate things right there, okay? Thanks. And responsibility, um, responsible with your money is super huge. And I think that's beautiful that you did that. Because most people your age are like, oh, I'm about to ball out. Yeah, nah. I, I probably like, balled out. Not all of it, but I took a, tr- a big chunk. 20 bands, you're going crazy. Yeah. And it was right before spring break. Oh, and you know, y'all spring break. Y'all, I did the message change this film, man. And spring break is no, it's a big deal. Okay. Being Miami, my KLD, winning mansions. Oh, my gosh. I got a like, fake ID, y'all. I don't even know if I can say that to y'all, but whatever. <laughs> that yeah. That's real. Okay, well. That's awesome. So, I guess when you started, just to follow up, if you started getting into it now by your senior year, you got your duplex up and you have tenants that's paying rent. And and then, I guess, what continued to start with the general contracting? And and then, I guess, to this day, what happened? So, senior year, I was like, all right, I got the tenants in. That's cool. I'm bringing in some dollars every month. Um, and it was like, kind of got the swing of like, okay, this is how this works. I didn't have a mortgage or nothing on the house, so I just had free money essentially coming in. Mm. I was like, man, I'm getting all this money. Like, I ain't doing nothing. Because you bought it so low, too, correct? I paid cash. I know that's right. And then I fixed it cash. That's smart. So you weren't even getting any debt either. Nah. 
that's we should talk we're gonna talk about yes go ahead mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so um i think after that i was like all right i'm gonna give me a job see what i'm gonna do or whatever and i was like you know what i could have took a job i had many offers like from eighty thousand sixty thousand to two hundred and ten thousand in new york but i said you know what what job is going to provide me with the opportunity to really cultivate and build my real estate career and that's really what the consensus was. So I say, you know what? Let me look at a program that's not as demanding, but I took a major pay cut. Like mm -hmm. I, I played myself mm -hmm. to the naked eye then, mm -hmm. but it paid off now. So I stayed down, started working two weeks after graduation. I bought a house two months after I graduated. First time home buyers program, I said, let me get this job that's paying the lease. Give me a house paying right, nothing you for Right, you can be in that program and qualify. Yeah. yeah. So I qualified, got a free 15000 Nice. Um, of course, I got my real estate license before that. I sold my house to myself first. Oh. And then I started dealing clients. Um, I went back to the AUC. My Morehouse brothers and AUC family supported me and stuff. So it was lit. Um, it after was lit. that, I went yes. back to school, got my MBA. And that's when I really learned to structure my business and think, okay, my five-year plan, my strategic analysis, like, what does, what do I want Jay Lee to be known for? Mm. What is my brand? And that was 2019. I was like, okay, well, I just turned 21. I'm like, this is cool. I got a crib. I'm 21. I'm working. Not I got property. Just 21. Wow. Go you ahead. Know, um, mm -hmm. That's when I really realized, like, okay, I'm going to really go hard and cultivate and build an empire. So... Uh, myself along with my brother and my mother, we really sat down and strategically planned of how we were going to move. My mother really supported the idea, of course, the seed money, um, whatever, really whatever I wanted to do, my mom helped yeah. and assisted with doing as well as my brother. Um, so we kind of just took off from there and expanded, bought more property, fixed them, um, we got burnt a couple times throughout the process dealing with like janky contractors and mm. shady tree mm. handymen. Yeah. Um, they would either drag the job out and want more money or come for a day or two, make enough money and then not show up. Oh, God. Then we had one run off with like 25000 that seemed like a legit person but wasn't. Oh, um, no. You know, so we, of course got through it all, made our wins, you know, from those situations, but it then sparked the need for us to get into the industry of construction. So I then went back to school, got the construction license nice. personally. Nice. Um and you know to kind of put a, a, a better face on the industry as well as for the purpose and the volume of the properties and things that we were doing. Yeah, because you, know? you actually have a hand in it's a business that you actually do well at. Right. And that was part of that strategic plan. You know, when I got the MBA, I'm like, all right, over the next three years, this is what I'm going to do. This is when I'm going to do it. I love that. And that was how we were able to really maneuver. And now we're in that third year of that plan where everything's, wow. the brokerage is open. The construction company yes. is done. You know, we're really moving through. I love this. And I for for timestamps, I met him last year. So I, I learned about this stuff kind of, and I was just in awe, as you guys are probably in awe, just listening to all of this. But recently, he just got his broker's license, and that clearly, that was part of the plan. And he's just, like, flowing and flowing, and I'm like, wow. So, this is so good. Like, I love to hear black excellence. Um, 
especially at such a young age and you creating generational wealth which is something i would love to talk about too um because i already know that you're setting yourself up and your family and your future kin to come um so this is amazing and shout out to you like you. and your whole family really to be <laughs> okay so next question i have for you guys uh or for you excuse me is how do you find a profitable investment property so if someone's looking into getting into real estate, I know you have a very particular story because you actually got a refund check of 20 grand, which was great and amazing, but some people don't have that. So I guess the average person maybe not having that wherewithal, how do you like, how do you find that? Uh, what resources would you use? And how did you even get your first home, I guess, after college? I believe that was your first property, not your first, your first like for yourself in that way. So you're saying, as far as how do I actually find a property like what's a good property versus not or the funds honestly let's talk about both I was more so thinking of like how to find one mm -hmm. and like how do you determine a, a investment property is actually profitable you know like for you you knew going back home uh, after Katrina the pin, like having homes sell for pennies versus obviously that's not happening right now so like you definitely like have to have some knowledge or background to figure out oh this might be a good place to invest in because of the real estate or location. Like, how did you know? Or how? what would you suggest or advise? So, for me, I was always like, I'm going to take a very modest and conservative approach with everything. Um, when I look for property, I look not in the areas that's already booming. I'm going to look in an area that has upward growth potential. Um, I look for the areas that are just at the peak of gentrification in a sense mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I first look at the county the city and states infrastructure and plans you know like are they building state parks here because mm -hmm. those things that happen years in advance they pass the grants and stuff before you see groundbreaking mm -hmm. but this is all public information mm -hmm. you know so I would call the city zoning office or the city's um, amusement parks and recreation department and ask them are there any major developments coming Mm. Because we pay tax dollars for those things. I so I would call in each county and ask, you know, where is y'all budget allocated? What are y'all planning on doing? I went to go sit in some of those meetings, you know, and just try to see who's saying what was going on. That's good. Um, I bought Indicator. Um, at the time in 2018 when I bought Decatur was still kind of like, you know, transitioning, still kind of hood, but not. <laughs> um, but I knew that. Atlanta was getting to a point where you couldn't afford the average person like me. I bought for one sixty five. Okay. I couldn't really afford downtown Atlanta a house. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It would be a bando. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I knew that as it went forward, it was going up to Moreland and East Atlanta, yeah. which is where I'm at. Yeah. And I knew that once East Atlanta got high, now the townhouses were like six hundred thousand. Mm. It's gonna keep going east. Mm -hmm. So I went. And so I like I like to cater. I want to find out what the parks and recreations were building. Mm. So I had found out that they allocated fifteen million to build an amphitheater in Decatur. Yes, yes. And that was that 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 actual plan went through like June of two thousand eighteen, but they just broke ground on it late last year. I was to say I heard about it this year, but But that is literally <laughs> within walking distance from my house. Wow. So now my value had already went up right tremendously right but once they broke ground it literally crazily doubled so my wow. 
um, value went up. I got over $100,000 in equity in my crib. Mm -hmm. I refinanced my payment to a ridiculously cheap number. Okay. That's month. good. Like, I don't feel it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, it's really just taking that public information and using it. Using it. Um, because just because the area may be a hood today doesn't mean it will be tomorrow. Mm. And a lot of that changes in development starts with the government mm. and um, really just, you know, looking at the neighborhoods because we actually control zoning. Zoning and permitting is controlled by the citizens. There's not one liquor license that's issued. There's not one business license that's issued without a zoning review, which is controlled by the residents. Really? Yeah, you have to go in front of a review committee. So every lounge, every complex, all these different businesses have to get approved and reviewed first. And they go in front of a committee and pitch a speech on what they want to do or why and how they're going to impact the community and then whoever's in that room votes and you can get in any room you want to go in because you pay tax dollars wow and this is all public information public. i i know i just learned something new i'm sure somebody yeah. <laughs> probably learned that i did not know that and you sit in on these things and i sit in on them mm. you know i recently sat in one uh for atlanta and i found out that microsoft had purchased Pretty much all of the Donnelly Holloway area, which is like oh. downtown. They're building a new Microsoft campus there. Because they have a building in uh, Atlantic Station right now, correct? And they just yeah. bought, like, they're building something similar to the California campus on oh, Donnelly wow. Holloway. So all of that deserted land is just trees and stuff. It's about to be a Microsoft campus in the next five years. Wow. Y'all heard it first? Look, y'all heard it here first now. Mm, I like that. Shoot. I don't know. But yes, <laughs> that's good. Okay, I love that. And I think that's amazing because most people, that's a, it's the first nugget for me, honestly. Because mm -hmm. I when I hear people say like, oh, how do you find out? You know, they're like, oh, look at the market all stuff. And that sometimes might be hard for some people to get into it if they're not used to looking at it. But you can definitely research and use Google and, and use public information like that. And I think that's beautiful because you can't tell the future, but you can with these things, with these things because they're sending it. Yeah. They're sending it in these big developments like the Microsoft deal, like I said, is just starting to break ground. But this happened six years ago. Wow. Like They had already started the conversations, you know, like right. the West End Mall. It's about to be knocked down and turned into condos. Yeah, I that heard been that. happened. Yeah, you feel me? Yeah. So, mm -hmm. the people who take the time just to listen to these public conversations are those investors that's coming by minority properties for cheap. We mm. get mad that they're gentrifying the area, but it's really on us because we're ignorant to the knowledge. Oh. But it's public, so we give them our property for forty thousand. They keep it, rent it out to us again. Yeah, they do. For three, four years, wait until somebody makes a big move. And then once they make that big move, oh, we about to knock this down, build on to it, put a blue door on it, 600000 mm. And they got it for free because you just paid their mortgage every month. Mm. This is some jewels, y'all. I hope y'all taking notes because this is some real... I'm taking notes. Okay, so thank you for that. Honestly, we're going to have to talk now because I'm like, <laughs> look... Let me go on these little meetings, okay? Because I think that's really big. I never heard that jewel, and I'm glad you said that because I'm also somebody that's interested in real estate. Um, so this is great. Okay, so next question is, can someone that wants to invest in real estate do it without any money? And when I say any money, obviously I'm really like just very low resources. Yes, 100%. Um, it goes back to, like I said, really taking the resources. So 
there's a couple ways to do it. Um, you can do wholesaling. Can you briefly explain that just in case there's someone that does not know what that is? Wholesaling is essentially you finding an off-market property, mm-hmm. you know, via public record, Zillow, Trulia, tax sales, uh, foreclosures, upcoming foreclosures. All this is public. You're reaching out to the owner and saying, hey, I want to buy your property cash. And then you pretty much get a price that you agree to with them, typically 60% of the actual value. So if it's, 100, if it's worth 100 offer them 60 Then you go to someone and sell it for 75 You make 15000 They still have 25% profit margin, and you walk away. I didn't say nothing about you actually buying a property. You mm-hmm. sold them the contract mm-hmm. to the property because mm-hmm. they can't get it at 60 Only you can but they can get it from 75 from you. So you just sell them the contract, which is the right to purchase this property that's worth 100000 for 75000 Everybody loves to save a quarter on every dollar. Right. So that's one way to get into it. Um, another way is to utilize credit. Yeah. Like I also have, as I grew my business, I utilized credit. Um, easiest way to get money, funding. Yeah. Uh, I have some people that were, you know, I don't want to go to college. I don't want to go to school. But they ended up going to like cosmetology school or trade school. And one loan that you will never get denied for is school. Oh. Anyone that applies to school, you will get a Pell Grant and yeah. then you'll get unsubsidized and subsidized loans. Right. Um, even if you don't have a parent plus to sign, they give you more loan money actually when you get denied. Mm. So um, that is also a part of your federal rights. You have the right to attend school. If I were you and you didn't have any money and you, you needed cash, you didn't have credit, it's not credit-based. It's not none of that. As long You're as right. you qualify for school, everyone can go get into a trade school, cosmetology school. Mm-hmm. And once you're in, you fill out that packet, take one or two classes the cheapest way possible, and you can max out your student loans for the semester. Mm-hmm. They'll give you a refund check with the cash. Now you have cash that you won't ever really have to pay back until you graduate or whatever or stop going to school right fall under um, that threshold yeah and even at that you want a 30 year payment plan for you know 30 40,000 but at that point you've already flipped it 10 15 times because you don't pay any interest until you stop 100% right you know and that's six months after you stop interest starts going yes these are some gen- so yeah enrolling one class a semester get you refund checks of like 20 30,000 a semester and that's all you need to get your two your duplex. That's huh? all you need. Like this is easy. Like I easy. Love this. And get you a little certification at the same time. I'm about to go back to school, y'all. <laughs> I'm going right now, starting the fall. Really? It's loading Dr. J. Lee. Oh, come on. Y'all heard it here first again. Yeah. I just love this, y'all. Oh, black excellence. Okay. This is great. Well, congratulations in advance. I already know you're gonna crush it. Thank you. Okay, so that was amazing, first of all. So the, y'all heard that because that was amazing. I also want to touch to another point you said that you also did file, um, or excuse me, it was your first time buying a home, so you did the um, grant. Grant. That's another way, too, for people. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure most people know about this, but if you could talk about that a little bit, too, that'd be great. That is another way. So really, you'd be shocked. A lot of people don't know. Like, oh, it wasn't really well. given to me. I, I just was thorough. I need a credit. I can tell. I want to buy something. Yeah. I was on Google programs, down payment assistance, because at the time I didn't have three percent to put down. Okay. You know, with closing costs at six percent. You know, my house was like I said, one sixty five. Mm. 
So at that point, I needed almost 10 grand. I didn't have it at that time. Um, So I looked at programs to find out what I needed, and I realized that really all you need is, is the same qualifications to get, it's actually harder to get into an apartment than it is to buy a house today. Really? Oh, yeah, because you got to prove your proof of income and all this stuff. Yeah. They want you to make, most apartments want you to make two and a half times the rent. Yeah. A mortgage doesn't work like that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So um, the first time homebuyer programs, they're really set up for the conservative. Like, you can still get a grant and make $80,000, $88,000 by yourself a year. Mm. And they'll still give you anywhere from, uh, anywhere from like, Seventy five hundred to thirty thousand in mm. grant money mm. that you don't have to repay unless you sell a property mm. or move within five years. Mm. Um, but I just researched. Um, it's easy wherever you are. I would just type in, for example, City of Atlanta, uh, first time home buyer programs. There's national ones and local ones. If you're in Georgia, uh, there's Georgia Dream and Atlanta Housing. Yes. I personally did Georgia Dream, um, and I got fifteen thousand. I bought my house with fifteen hundred dollars down. Nice. And it's minimal requirements, you know, 640 credit score, um, proof of income. Like, I just turned in. I only had one pay stub. One. Really? Yeah, I just started working. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you did just graduate. Okay. And, um, you know, and that's kind of where you start at. You find out the requirements, and then you just walk them down. A national program that everyone can do where there's no down payment. You have to have really no money. And they give you the lowest interest rate. It's called NACA. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And that really is the GOAT. Um, yeah. It doesn't really matter your credit score or nothing. They just want to see that you work. Yeah. Um, so that's a national one for everybody listening. NACA, that's really the best one. Yeah. Because they give you the lowest interest rate, no type of um, timelines for selling or anything like that. And it's just a straight program like anyone can qualify for as long mm-hmm. as you work. Mm-hmm. The only thing that will stop you from getting a house is not having a taxable job. You have to have a job or some type of business that you pay taxes on. Mm, okay. That could be McDonald's. That could be a janitor. That could be a bus driver. It could be a CEO. It doesn't matter as long as you work. I've sold houses to people that work at McDonald's. I've sold houses to people that are CEOs. Oh, wow. I've sold houses to business owners. Mm. And that's really what my company is. We're, we're the minority home factor. Like, we build the minority communities and show them that they can provide and purchase. I love that. Yeah. Yes. Okay, we're going to talk about more about it. I have some more questions. Okay, thank you for that. Um, the next we have is how can someone leverage their credit to help them with investing into real estate? You kind of already talked about how the credit helps. So I guess maybe if you want to expand anything on it more, like they just really need about 640, you're saying? And Yeah, I would say 640. Um I think the best thing about the credit is the more that you build it, the more that they're willing to give you. Right. Um, if you utilize your credit properly, you're able to expand it to business credit. That's when the doors open tremendously where you're able to pretty much be another person, but as many people as you want. You know, like you could be Jay Lee, the realtor, LLC. You could be Florida Lee Realty, the property brush construction company. Like, I'm like six, seven people because it's EINs. Mm-hmm. And what that happened is if you have three, four businesses that all have $100,000 in credit each, you got 400000 Yeah. And it's like that, that they give it to you. It's no problem, you know. So I would utilize the credit to, you know, continue to build and get more lines. I wouldn't necessarily use the lines. I would just get them, you know, minimal purchases, but keep it always paid off and right. full. Of Let course. the account show the longer time. Credit history. Mm-hmm. And once you build that, um, 
when you go to those banks, it'll be good. Um, if you can afford to put a car on it or something like that before you get your house, it'll be better sometimes um, because it just shows that you took a major purchase and were able to manage it properly. Um, but it's not always required. But I did have like a little small $5,000 car. So my note was like $95 a month. Mm-hmm. But I paid it on time, right. you know, for a year. You know, And I, that shows proof of like, well, you're a good buyer or a good loan person to loan to. Right. Because really in the real world, it doesn't really matter how much cash you have. Mm-hmm. It's about that credit. It is. From student loans, when your kid's trying to go, if you can't get a parent plus, mm-hmm. it's credit. Mm-hmm. When you want to go buy this mortgage, it's credit. You know, they're not, you can have all, I promise you have all the money in the world. I have clients that have hundreds of thousands of dollars in a bank, but that credit now where it's at because they had the cash mindset. Like, I'm going to pay cash. I don't want no debt. It's lame owing people. I, I own everything free and clear. Yeah, but you now can't go get anything. Right. Like nothing. Right. Nothing major. Right. You know, they'll give you retail cards, but you can't go get this mortgage. Right. You can't go get this Maybach. Right. <laughs> unless you have the money to pay for it. Right. You know? That's real. I like that. And I'm glad you said that because it's another point uh, I've spoken before on my page, Adults with Wah, is that, you know, a lot of people have the mindset the cash is king, which is true to a point. But when you're trying to leverage, it's definitely debt is king, too. And it's all about healthy habits around debt. And that's. If you're a client of mine, you're listening, you already know, or especially my debt overhaul membership people, we don't play about that. We make sure we pay on time. We make sure we understand what we're doing and, you know, utilize those credits. Um, For me personally, I have a business myself, obviously, adults with moi, but even my own personal line of credit, I just put all my bills that I can put on there and just literally pay it off and just utilize it. And obviously I know how much I make with my bills. I mean, how much I pay with my bills and I pay it off every month. And that's just showing some type of consistency. Correct. Um, and I encourage all of you guys to do that too, if you can. And if you need help with that, y'all need to come see your girl. And we'll talk about that. But I love that. Okay. Next question here is, do you need a real estate agent when buying a property? And I know you have a funny story about it because you said you sold your home to yourself. Yeah. Correct? Can you elaborate on that? So, um, of course, I'm going to say as a real estate broker. Right. And former agent. <laughs> Of course you need a realtor to buy a yes. house. Why would you not? Come to Florida Elite Realty. We okay, got you. you better plug yourself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, you can find properties that's off market. Um, but when it comes to purchasing, it's like almost like a why not with a realtor. Because the seller pays the realtor. You don't save any money by not having a realtor. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Like mm. It's almost like... You get it's like almost having a lawyer for free. We're the experts in this field. We write the contracts, we review the contracts, we work on your behalf. Mm. So if you go straight to the seller, the seller's gonna have a lawyer that's gonna do everything on for their behalf. Right. If that makes sense. So So why not protect yourself? You just protect yeah. yourself, add an extra cushion to it. Um if you for so feel moved that you wanna try it without yourself power to you um i would just suggest that you at least have a good attorney on deck that could kind of walk you through the process of the contracts the contingencies because if you don't really understand them they are set up to where what's black and white is black and white if you miss a day and you want to terminate the contract and you miss it and didn't terminate that day by eleven fifty nine or whatever that contract stated it could be 5 p.m that day and you got ten thousand dollars in earnest money that ten thousand is gone Oh, no. 
There's nothing you can do. <laughs> so something as small as end of day in a contract. That could mean 5 o'clock p.m. Right. Business. Or it could mean 11.59 p.m. Period. But if you don't know that as a person to ask, in the day that you might be 11.59, in the day to me is the business, business day. day. yeah. So if you didn't specify in that contract, it's over. Yeah. And something like just that small mistake could cause you a lot of money. $10,000, yeah. Yeah. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? So I would always tell people if you're not experienced, at least for your first couple of deals, get a realtor. Yeah. It doesn't cost you literally anything. The yeah. seller pays the realtor regardless of what house you buy. Right. So I would always recommend a realtor. Yes. And who would you recommend? I mean, if I had to recommend someone, uh, I know this really <laughs> thorough, uh, just, just, he's just a beast, handsome young man by the name of Jay Lee, the realtor. Okay, now. Um, he has an excellent team of realtors. Yes. Um, that are all very, very, very educated and versed on the home buying process, yes. investing. Um, you know, you get the full package with Jay Lee. He's a <laughs> contractor, investor, broker, builder. Come so. on now. Almost doctor. Almost doc. He's going to doctor and be professional with the doctor of real estate. I know. love this. Y'all, I wish I could see my face. I'm just like, go off, go off. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes. So, y'all, definitely hit him up, okay? And, of course, we'll plug all this stuff, like I said. But, definitely, I do believe you should hit up Jay Lee, the realtor, okay? All right. Next question I have for you is... How have you been able to grow, maintain your portfolio during this global pancake brand? So I think for me, I didn't take as much of a hit as others because okay. That's good. my investment strategy has always been conservative. Okay. I'm not looking to get rich off of one deal. Okay. I feel like I'm in no rush. I want to be able to do this forever, Fair. not for now. Mm. So when you rush into things and you, if the deal seems too sweet or too tight, I don't want it. I'm good. I'd rather sit back, recoup and chill and then come back and approach it the next time. So all of my deals are recession proof, if that okay. makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. So to me. my numbers are going to be low enough to where if all else fails and I just need to rent this to pay the mortgage or pay it myself, can I afford it? Yeah, that's smart with my current income right now mm -hmm. and that's how I set up my deals so I actually had bought three houses back to back in January of 2020 okay and I was the plan was I was going to fix them and sell them so I fixed all the houses they were done early March um I had already had the contracts for them to be sold um and March 13th, I get terminations of agreements from all of the home buyers. And the reason was because due to the national pandemic, they decided to halt all purchases of real estate. Damn. Um, so at this point, I have loans, mortgages on these that are expensive mortgages because they're fixed and flip loans. They're not 30 year. Mm. So I got 10% interest rates. Oh. Right. On interest only, so I'm not paying down no principal. Oh. But I wasn't tripping because I bought them in January. I was selling them in March. Mm. So I was like, oh, three months, whatever. I don't really care. 10%, 12 whatever you want, whatever percent. I don't really care right. because I'm about to flip this anyway. Um, But I did make sure that, okay, do these payments make sense? If I had to keep these houses, would I still be able to pay the mortgage at the interest only loan and still make a couple hundred dollars a month? 
I knew that the worst case was this 10% interest only loan. Mm. I knew that no matter what, I could go refinance with my improved asset that's worth probably double what I right. paid for. Right. And still get like a 4 or 5% interest rate. And, um, you know, if I can make money at 10%, I'm making really good cash flow at 5%. Right. So it's pretty much double. Nice. So that's kind of how I structured it. Um, I did take an L in the sense that I had deals set up. I was like, I'm about to recoup my cash. Cool. Didn't happen that way. Um, sat on a house, tried to relist it multiple times to different buyers. Went on the contract several times. Same thing kept happening. Hmm. The last time I did it, uh, we got almost to the closing table and the appraisal came back low. Uh. Because what ended up happening was when I was in that position, a lot of other people were too and they panic sold. They thought it was going to be, oh, it's going to be a crash. Right. Everything's right. about to shut down. Right. So neighbors in that neighborhood sold their houses for cheap, cheap. Uh, and that affects you. It affects me. Yeah. So um, I just said, you know what? I'm going to wait. So then I reached out to the Cap Housing Authority. I was like, I know that there's a lot of people here now that if it's a pandemic, this is like me at this point. Okay. They don't have jobs. So Section 8 is probably going crazy right yeah. now. And it was. Yeah. I listed the house. It's beautiful. Like I said, all of my properties are done up really nice. Yeah. Fireplaces, painted inside oh. and out, new floors, new bathrooms. Okay. You know, showers with the body jets and the lights. Oh, body jets. Yeah, that's my signature. I put body jets <laughs> and lights in my showers. It's going to show you blue lights if it's cold, red if it's hot. No way. Yeah. Okay, signature. Uh, Y'all better get with him. Don't my jones go hard. They go crazy. I'm going to have you do mine. Okay. I can't wait. So... <laughs> I reached out to them. They said, yeah, we have a long waiting list of properties that um, are full. We need more properties. I said, oh, I have property. Section 8 pays the biggest bag. I, I heard about the that. The biggest bag. Mm -hmm. So um, I spoke with my partners on that deal. And um, they were like, yeah, let's rent it out. Because, I mean, at this point, we could rent it and hold it for a year. Yeah. And then sell it if we want to. Yeah. So that was 2020 May. We rented it out. Section 8 did good. Um, kept the tenant in there. She was phenomenal. Oh, that's good, yeah. Um, she's still at this day. Oh, wow. She was a substitute teacher. Mm. School's closed. She can't yeah. get no money. You know, but she's a parent, too. Ugh. So it's a tough time. But yeah. she loves the house, you know. Um, and the value, the market went back up. You know, the value changed. And we ended up refinancing it to a 2% interest rate. Wow. And we just going to hold it. Now we paying pennies on the dollar. And yeah. Section 8 paying three, four times the mortgage. Wow. And we're still technically in this global um, panorama. So. Still. You know, but can, yeah. because my deals were set up that way, where whereas I could have took some more aggressive deals that were like, oh, it's a short timeline in a higher price point. I deal primarily in the average person's reach. Okay. So... 300,000 and less. Okay. That's my goal because I want to talk. I really am true to the minorities. Right, I want to provide right. affordable luxury housing to them. I love that. So, you know, I, I was good, but I have friends that, you know, went to that 500,000 price point yeah. and they ended up losing their shirts. Yeah. For real. Yeah. Because they, you know, it, no matter how you do it, 500,000. That's a lot. Yeah. And the mortgage payment on that, on an interest-only loan, might be 3000 4000 a mm. month. Who's paying that in rent? In a pandemic. In and a Section 8 not paying that. They okay. don't do those type of houses. Yeah, I don't know. No, no, no. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I just kept it very conservative and to the 
to our people, the people who really need it. I so whether I sold it, kept it, however, it was going to be able to be used for that purpose. Yes. Come on, FUBU, for us, by us. Correct. Yes. I love this. J I'm learning more and more, like, during this uh, podcast interview. <laughs> I knew about some things, but I love to hear stories, and I love to hear how much you're impacting, and, and that's amazing. So, uh, love this. Okay, well, one of my last questions um, is, what is your advice for folks wanting to start investing into the real estate? So, like, you know, someone hearing this uh, podcast and they're like, Yo, you really inspired me, or I've had this since I've tuned in anyway. Want to learn some more? What's some advice? You know, to give. I don't know what age it will be, but just regular advice. I would say, regardless, take the opportunity to look at it because everyone that's wealthy—I didn't say rich. I said wealthy. It's a difference. Mm -hmm. Wealthy is going to last for generations. Period. For today. Come on now. Um. They own real estate. Mm -hmm. If you think through everyone, Donald Trump, for example, is someone who owns all of the Trump Towers, yeah. the hotels and things like that. They built their wealth through real estate. Yeah. Um, most of the larger families and wealthy people that are in America and across the globe are own real estate. Yeah. And the reason why is because once you own real estate, see what happens is... The land that's on this earth is here. Mm -hmm. They're not making no more land. Mm -hmm. So the more you own, the more they have to come see the man. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Mm -hmm. Those same meetings I talked about earlier, when you own, you have a voice. Yeah. You feel me? I love that. So yeah. I would say, think about how you can get your piece of that 40 acre and a mule. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, don't be scared. Everybody, everybody can go out and get loans. These things I told y'all earlier are yeah. simple things that every, literally anybody can do. Right. And I think that a lot of the times it's that fear. It's that I don't want to sign this mortgage. I don't want to commit to something for 30 years. Um, but I think that 30 years is going to go by whether you commit to this right. or not. Right. You feel me? You and I think it? it's either you're going to get in and get involved or you're not. But... At some point, you have to understand that everyone has to have somewhere to live. Yeah. Nothing lasts forever. So, it, just because it might be the hood today, it will turn around. Or right. you could be the person to turn it around. Go by the block. Right. If it's a neighborhood that's run down in your city, if it's all messed up and it's cheap, it smells like opportunity to me. Mm. Beat the gentrification. Beat them to it. Make them want to come see the man. Make mm. them want to come by the block and you tell them, nah, it's for my people. I know that's right. You feel me? So... I think there's there's areas in every city that have opportunity for cheap, you know, and I think you should just take the opportunity to tap into it. Um, I don't spend as much time on Instagram. My social media is Bigger Pockets. Bigger Pockets is a podcast, a website, a social media platform. You can type in any pot, any topic, how to invest in real estate, where to invest in real estate, what is a good deal, what not. You can post deals up there and see if it's a good idea, and people will tell you yes or no. You can say, I need a handyman. I need this. I need that. In this city, this area, people are going to get on there and reply. It's a free network. Mm -hmm. It's really, really good. They have a lot of tools on there. Yes. Um, Drop the gym. It will really, really give you what you need. But I think if I could leave anything with anyone, it would be take the opportunity to get your peace. Because I'm telling you, literally, yeah. it will never go away. So that dirt is worth more than you know. And in generations to come, it will consistently be worth more. 
You think 300 years ago, our ancestors thought Atlanta was going to be Atlanta? <laughs> no, definitely not. Atlanta probably was the country somewhere. Yeah, sure enough. <laughs> you know, like, but the families who owned their land and passed it down are very rich now. Right. Very. Very. And why not get a piece of that pie? Mm-hmm. I love this. Jaylee, this was amazing. Oh, okay, so guys, please, first of all, let me just give his accolades. Um, really appreciate you for coming on. I'm loving your mission, loving what you're doing for us, by us, basically. And, you know, doing it such at a young age because you have so much life in you. And I just can see it. Obviously, I'm visually seeing you right now doing it. But <laughs> I'm also just, like, inspired for what is to come. Not, like, of course, already acknowledging what you've already accomplished, but I just know there's more. So I'm just super excited to witness it, uh, be a part of it if possible, um, and just really just see you grow. So can you please plug yourself so that people can reach out to you or wherever you would want them to talk to you at? Because I'm sure after this, heirs, they definitely want to be able to connect with you or or maybe there are realtors out there that's looking for things and or general pe people don't want to work with your general contracting company. Who knows? So just plug whatever you like um, so that people could just know where to find you. For sure. Well, um, I'm able to be reached pretty easily. I'm not Hollywood. Um, <laughs> not yet, y'all. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can be reached on Instagram at J Lee, the realtor. That's just J-L-E-E, -E, the realtor, R-E-A-L-T-O-R. -E um, my website is the same, jleetherealtor.com. Um, you can also look at my construction company, our YouTube channel, where we showcase some of the houses we do, the renovation projects, mm -hmm. the home buying processes and stuff. Um, it's thepropertybruz.com. So thepropertybruz, B-R-U-H-Z.com. The same on Instagram, at thepropertybruz. And then, of course, my brokerage, Florida <laughs> uh, Dele Realty. Um, and that's F-L-E-U-R-D-E-L-E-E-R-E-A-L-T-Y.com. And the same on Instagram, at Florida Dele Realty. And um, you can reach out to us at any of those channels. Um, my team is really personable. We're built on a family. So if we can help you, we will in any way. Um, and we do, we host workshops and classes. Um, we have some upcoming things coming up this yes. summer and spring. Dropping. So definitely uh, take a look at our site. We're going to post a calendar for some webinars. And we already have an ebook that is in the works that we'll be dropping. Yes, it will be dropping this summer. Okay. Y'all yeah. hear it here first. Okay, yes. So if you think we gave, you know, some gems here, that ebook's going to give you a whole... Book worth of them. I mean, I'm literally going to walk you through, if I'm the high school graduate, no job, no money, what to do, how to do it. Love that. And how to make myself a millionaire. Love that. And real estate is the easiest way to become a millionaire overnight. Yeah. I promise you. Well, I'll be getting that book, so put me on the wait list. Um, I'll just be talking to you as well. But I'm definitely going to support. <laughs> um, and that was all. Was there anything else? I didn't want to cut you off. Sorry. I got excited. I mean, nah, that's, that was my content look, info. For now, look, wait till the doctor comes out. I'm sure there's going to be another type of business that's going to come from that. I love oh, it. Yeah. I can't wait. For sure. You got to change your Instagram name or something. Add that in there. You know, I thought about changing it this time when I changed from JD the Realtor to JD the Broker. Mm. But then I was like, what type of broker? People might be thinking, is he an auto broker? Oh. Is he a stock broker? Yeah. So I'm going to just leave it as Jetty the Realtor because that's who I am. Yeah. And you it's know? your brand. You actually brand. built it up to this point. Right. 
And we'll follow you. I'm, we'll follow you. I'm right. sure if people will follow you. I will. Okay. I got that app if y'all don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, clearly we see Jaylee's watching everyone. So make sure you hit that follow button. Yes, yes. <laughs> and subscribe please. to his YouTube channel. Um, I just want to say thank you again for joining Adults in His Ghetto and talking about real estate. This is really super informative. I've learned some great things. I know you guys probably learned some great things. So definitely, definitely leave comments. Like, subscribe, follow, and definitely share with a friend. And I'll see you guys soon in the next episode. Bye. Bye, y'all. Hey, you. Thanks so much for tuning in on another episode of Adulting's Ghetto Podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please be sure to like, subscribe, share, and comment your favorite parts. I look forward to having you plus your friends join us again on the next episode. Until then, happy adulting.